welcome to Concafe Al Matino with Coffee in the Morning. Last time, I invited Andrew Niven to talk about empathy. And I'm going to take this topic a little bit further with somebody else. Today, we're talking about different kinds of discrimination and what effect they can have. And for this topic, I have invited Luigi Mastromarino. Hi, Luigi. Hi, Hendrik. It's nice to have you here. You have a lot of experience in the leadership field. You've studied archaeology, um, been on expeditions with people. You've been in the military. You've done your own photography and art exhibitions. And now you found your way into training as your current position in head of training operations. Yes, this is it. I hope I didn't miss anything. It's a very colorful CV. <laughs> yes, it's fine. And it's how life goes, no? You got to try a lot of things to find what fits best for you. Yes, this is giving me a lot of stories and experiences about how the people interact together and how you can work with the others and you have to cooperate with them. So in your own words, how would you describe discrimination? Well, discrimination is a very wide topic. It's a collector of several different very negative things that uh, might affect uh, the daily life of everybody. And um, in my personal experience, discrimination is not, or the, at least the discrimination that is interesting for us is not, uh, you know, the Ku Klux Klan guy is white dress, uh, uh, burning crosses in Alabama, but, uh, which is not good, of course, but is, you know, the joke against one colleague that you think is fun or, you know, the way of trying to break the ice is by using common senses about uh, uh, people states. Uh, all of this is discrimination. All of this is causing a lot of issues in a lot of different environments. So just to give an example on what you said, that would mean me saying you as an Italian would definitely know how to make a proper coffee and would not leave your house without a coffee in the morning. That is exactly what I'm saying. Despite the fact that this is true, I'm very good in doing coffee, but, and I really love coffee. The thing is, you're assuming that because I'm Italian, there are several things that has to do with my, I don't know, my DNA or my, my, my way of being that, uh, you know, that you know. And maybe you don't. And, uh, and that is the normal interaction between people. Okay, we work. The, the, the human brain works uh, by making uh, theories, by creating assumptions uh, to understand the reality and to understand how to uh, predict what is going to happen. How do I have to talk with you? Um, the way in which I'm interacting with you is going to be different in the way in which I'm interacting with everybody else based on my uh, prejudice. Now, prejudice came from Latin, which means judging something before knowing, literally. It is a simple, let's say, act that we always do to understand the reality. We are not able to understand where to put our feet if we cannot predict what is going to be in front of us. So this is not the issue. Discrimination is when the prejudice becomes so large and so strong that even when you see that things are actually different, 
you cannot accept it because your prejudices are telling you that you should act in a specific way. So this means instead of just making this assumption without any knowledge, I need to acquire this knowledge. So instead of saying you're Italian, you know how to make a good coffee, I definitely should start asking you, Luigi, do you drink coffee? That's a very good start point. It's, you know, I, I'm even been lucky. You were also, you're just mentioning me being connected with coffee somehow because I'm Italian. You know, connection with between Italian and other things are very, very automatical in a lot of people. Um, Italian are always noisy. Um, Italian are always late. Italian are always fashion-looking. Or they are criminals. <laughs> so all of this is always connected with, you know, me being Italian. Now, nothing of this has to do with me as a person. The simple understanding of this specific element will facilitate the understanding of how prejudice should work. Yes, I'm Italian. I know what you're talking about. This is prejudice, the positive way. No, I'm not a criminal. No, I'm not actually particularly fashion-looking. I might be punctual sometime. And, of course, I'm noisy. <laughs> <laughs> so, everything we are talking about actually is okay. We are friends, we are talking. There is nothing bad here happening. Imagine when this becomes a suite that you have to dress every day. And as it doesn't represent you, and you cannot get rid of it, because everybody is using this as the way of defining you. Okay. This can be stressful. I mean, I can accept some joke about coffee being late. I will definitely not accept jokes about being a criminal. Because, simply because I'm Italian. You know what I mean? Yes, understandable. It is understandable. But it's happening. Then why it is happening? And what should we do to avoid it happen? At least it would be nice actually to avoid this everywhere and every time. But at least in a business environment. And this is the exact reason why I brought you here today. So, in a business environment, do the prejudices you just mentioned also exist and are they lived there? Of course they exist. As we mentioned before, business environment is a human environment. So it's full of everything that can happen into a normal human interaction. The good and the bad. Also prejudice. Now, how the prejudice is affecting the way in which a business environment can work. It is affecting this way, not simply because, for example, I'm Italian, I'm annoyed by the fact that everybody thinks or makes jokes. They don't even think, maybe. They make jokes about me being a criminal. This is a, actually a very minor effect. An annoying, but not so bad. How this 
will feel for me when, for example, I will not be selected for a management position because I'm Italian and maybe I'm a criminal. So when it has further effects on, on you and your career. Yes. This is what all companies are trying to avoid. And the reason why, well, because the law says that, first of all, and because this way you are actually creating silos. You are pre-selecting people, not based on how good they are on their job, but on the color of the scheme, their gender, their religion, their origin. This is the final effect of prejudice. And it is creating toxic environment. It is creating company who are then not able to develop their own potential simply because they don't have enough ideas they don't have enough diversity into their crew how would you say businesses could prevent this very first step uh, of happening considering the prejudices well that's a very nice um, question it is changing the mindset that is helping companies and people to overpass this issue. Instead of talking about discrimination, why don't we talk about inclusion? Inclusion is a mindset. Inclusion means being open, means being able to see what is different than me and think that this might be interesting, might be useful. This is something that becomes just with a little bit of an effort and habit. And I know you talk about habit in some previous episodes. Yes, Andrew made a very good point of how to build a proper habit. That will be a very nice point to integrate into how to build an habit. What is inclusion? Inclusion is not being guided only by your own prejudice. For example, what happens sometimes, and it happens here in the middle of Europe all the time, is that uh, despite we being uh, considered and considering ourselves as, let's say, the most advanced uh, uh, place in the world um, about civil rights, we are experiencing a lot of issues related to racism against black people all the time. You know how difficult it is for a black man or a black woman to work in a customer support where they have to be visible with their black skin, with European customers. I do not know that struggle. I'm very lucky to have worked in environments that were very inclusive and open. But maybe you can share some of your experiences. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, this is very difficult for some of my colleagues interacting with customers because of their skin, still today. And this is virtually impossible in other areas in Europe. 
I was robbed once. In one of my previous company, I was working in as a sales manager in a company was selling goods. Um, at the end of the day, I went to collect uh, was what was gained just to bring this to the bank from the sa- the point of sales. And I was robbed by an armored man with a gun. So everything that was gained that day was stolen. And I had to call my boss to tell him, look, this terrible thing happened to me. I'm still scared. I risked my life. And I'm very, very stressed about it. And the question that we made to me, the request just to demonstrate what was actually happened, they were kind of like uncomfortable. And the impression I had was that uh, those questions was made because I was Italian. And because maybe the thing I was saying was not actually the thing that happened. That's why when I write my resignation letter from that job, that's when they lost an employee. They lost your trust. Because they lost my trust. And because they let them be guided by a prejudice about my origin without trusting me and what I was saying. So how can our listeners out there be more inclusive when they deal with everyday business life, when they deal with their employees and also keep their trust? It is strange to say it, but they need to close their eyes. They need to look into results. They need to pay attention to the words they're using. And they don't have to let the prejudice that they naturally have influence their decisions. Every day, it's a very hard job. Every day you need to pay attention to what you're saying, how you're saying it. It's At the beginning, it's very difficult. That's why I say that this is a mainly a mindset. As soon as you understand and you open yourself, you embrace the differences, then is when it's not so difficult, actually. Until that moment, you need to work on yourself. It's a very big work on self-consciousness. And in my opinion... A lot of leaders in the current world still have to work on that self-consciousness. They are aware of their business surroundings, but they still struggle to realize how their own behavior impacts those around them. Yes. This is a very nice way of saying it. Um, Another way to say it is that sometimes leaders are too selfish. And they believe that since they won, I don't know whatever they won, well, they know the truth. They know how to do business. And they lose this way the possibility to learn from the other and to improve even more their capability. So, yeah, being a leader is difficult sometimes. So... If you want, would you share a personal story with our listeners on one of the moments in your leadership life where 
your actions positively or negatively influence those around you? Yes. A lot of time ago, I have one meeting with one of my employees. Um, she was just, um, had just joined the team since a few months. And this was one of the first time we were discussing about her personal development path. And I was trying to simply explain what was possible, what was, uh, in my opinion, a good things for her. I actually spent some time in the months before, of course, as I doing all the time, trying to understand what is the right thing that she could do. And I was simply clarifying all of this, simply telling her, I think you should go in this direction, in this other direction. Very, very simple. And all of a sudden, she started to cry. And I was surprised. I didn't know. I, I was a little shocked. And I was still, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What did I do to you? Why are you crying now? I mean, I didn't want to do anything bad to you. And she said that uh, she was not crying because this was a bad experience. She was crying because this was the very first time that she has the feeling to have a very face-to-face -face conversation with one leader who would actually look in into something for her, specifically for her. And this never happened before in her life, um, business life. And I was extremely surprised because what I did was very, very simple. I was listening to her and I was trying to give a proper answer. So instead of focusing on myself and my goals, I was focusing on her. So instead of going for a personal development way that would be of advantage simply to the company or the team at that point, you went into looking of what this person was interested in. It is It is interesting, this, um, because the way in which we are thinking, we tend to believe that things are or black or white, and we tend to forget the infinite scale of gray in between. There is not only one way of doing things. There is not only one way of doing things for your company. There is so many ways of doing things for your companies. And there is for sure one way which is sweet better the specific employee you are talking about. So it's not so much uh, neglecting what is the company interest, but actually it is trying to find a compromise between that interest and the interest of the employee for a better will good. In my personal experience, that also is of more than just the advantage of developing that specific employee, but also keeping up their motivation because if they learn something they're interested in i learned some stuff that i was interested in and i still enjoy doing those things and those things bring value to what i'm doing what the team is doing and what my superiors need you can say it loud i'll try not to scream into our listeners ears <laughs> <laughs> thank you luigi for sharing that story to conclude this episode do you have any advice you want to give out to possibly new leaders out there who are listening to my podcast the way in which a team is working is very reflective of the way in which 
his leader is leading. You as a leader has the responsibility to be open, to avoid discrimination, to avoid prejudice. You need to facilitate transparency. And you don't need to do it because it's simply nice. Or it's simply, simply, the right things to do. You do it also because you want, quite understandably, have a winning team. A team who is able to work and cooperate together is much more powerful and productive. A team where all the team members feel welcomed. It's working 100% better. So look into this. Pay attention to the relationships and facilitate a very positive and warm way of interacting among your team members. Thank you very much, Luigi. There is one last question that I need to ask you on this podcast. If you were a kind of coffee, which kind of coffee would you be? Well, I'm definitely a mocha coffee. You know that very old-style Italian machine, out of common sense? This is the one I'm using to do coffee at home. And there is a specific reason why. Because I can do a coffee which is short like an espresso that I can drink in a few seconds as I like it. But I need to take my time to prepare it, to let it cook and to let it go out. It's a reflection time that is necessary before, before going with a shot. Interesting choice. Thank you for being here today, Luigi. Thank you for having me. And to our listeners out there, if you have any questions you would like to ask Luigi, please reach out to us on LinkedIn or Instagram at Concafe Almatino or Instagram it's at Concafe AM. We'll try to respond to any question coming in over the next two weeks. I'll speak to you soon. Luigi, would you be so nice to do the outro for me today? <laughs> of course. Arrivederci. Have a beautiful day.